Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. Don't just ride the index. Seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. Welcome in. I'm your host, Will Gray, and on today's edition of the Golf Central Podcast presented by TaylorMade, I'm going to be joined by Golf Channel senior writer Ryan Lavner as we look back at a wild finish in the desert, Lee Westwood turning back the hands of time in Abu Dhabi, and we take a shot at trying to preview Tiger Woods' first competitive shots of 2020. But first, welcome to the Golf Central Podcast presented by TaylorMade and the all-new Sim Driver. The driver head was in need of a drastic change in order to provide more performance, so TaylorMade changed the shape altogether with their new Sim Driver, which allowed them to make it fast and forgiving where every golfer needs it, the downswing. The pros love the new shape, but the biggest reason TaylorMade changed the shape was to help make you into a better golfer. Check out TaylorMadeGolf.com for more information on the all-new Sim family. And with that, Ryan Lavner, welcome in. Let's talk shop here. What was Let's your, do it. What was your biggest takeaway uh, from the, the action on Sunday? You can go early with Westwood. You can go late with, with Andrew Landry kind of uh, going on both sides of the spectrum there. What, what was your biggest takeaway? Uh, on Sunday, it was it was Lee Westwood winning. I think everyone thought that, that Bern Wiesberger would would win, and, and Westwood looked so solid. I mean, it looked like it was 2005 all over again. His, his iron play is just as impressive as it ever was, and even with a putter in which he can literally shove the putter into the cup and extract the ball from yes. it, um, it was it was just a vintage performance from from Westwood. He's now back inside the top thirty in the world. He's exempt for majors, uh, and even the Ryder Cup is now on the potential docket, which is amazing to think for a forty six year old. Between John Smoltz having his putter stand up for him as he lined yes. up shots at the Diamond Resorts, and then you've got Lee Westwood scooping the ball out on the seventy second hole. What an image with, with his putter. I, I did not know really uh, what to think, but you're right. You, everything's on the table right now. I mean, everyone talked last summer about Westwood sneaking into one more Masters with his finish at Royal Portrush. Everyone thought, oh, this is nice. He's going to get one more send-off with the top four there. And all of a sudden, he, he's in all the majors. He's going to be there for a while based on his current world ranking. And he seems to have found something after a few really, frankly, lost years. This is a guy that we've seen do this before. He's had great stretches. He's had rough stretches. And now he appears to be on the cusp of, of some more. I wonder if it's almost like the expectations for him are gone. Like he had yeah. his he had his girlfriend on the bag. I think he 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 even said as much that he thought the 2018 Ryder Cup where he was a, a assistant captain that was kind of his send off. He's not going to play. He's already played ten Ryder Cups. He didn't really want to play anymore. He had given up hope that he was going to win a major championship. And now it just seems like he's freewheeling it. There's no pressure on him. No one's expectations. And and here he is playing. You know some of the best golf of his career. If you're the European team, if you're Padraig Harrington, do you want him on the Ryder Cup team? Uh, 
I probably no. Would. Of no, course you don't. No, no. no, it is still a putting competition. It is. Here's the thing: no one had more fun in Paris than Lee Westwood. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he, he was at right where he needed to be. He's, he's putting on the shades in the back room, kind of helping Thomas Bjorn out yeah. out with the uh, with the picks and the pairings and everything like that. He doesn't have to make any four foot putts with, with everyone watching. Ugh, that that's, was so brutal. That's to watch right where he team. needs to be. But you're right. He, if he continues to play at this level, what if he if he qualifies on his own? Does he? I mean, do they try and hide him? I don't know. I mean, it's I. I guess you. I actually think Whistling Straits would be a good, good yeah, ballpark for him. It could be, uh, but it's certainly not a question you expected to have to deal with. No. three weeks ago. No, and now it, it's very much on the table. Um, we shall see. He's, he's always good at Augusta too. So he, he is. Knows. He is. Uh, let's look at, at the U.S. side of things, and it was a, it was a bit of a crazy uh, yeah. finish out in Palm Springs. Andrew Landy builds a six shot lead, does his best to blow the six shot lead. He's tied with Honest Abe answer, and uh, and then he hits two very clutch shots mm. on 17 and 18 to to get back and and win a tournament that he almost won a couple of years ago, and one that seemed like it was his to lose certainly on Sunday. Yeah, I love I love what Andrew Landry said after. Look, he's he's five foot seven. He's 150 pounds, very slight guy. He wasn't he wasn't great at Arkansas. He was a three time All American, but he wasn't like well, you're he just was, crushing this guy. It right? wasn't wasn't like he was a world beater. But I love what he said afterward. He said, "I know that I'm only going to be." In contention, one to three times a season, that is it. Yeah. Like that is a yeah. that is such a low bar. He says, but the key for him is to capitalize when he is in that position, and he did it. You have to give him credit. Three bogeys in a row. Honest Abe answer was making a charge. Scotty Shuffler, who I absolutely love. I hope we get to talk about him. Oh, well, we will. He yeah. makes makes Eagle on sixteen. He looks like he's he's potentially going to tie the lead, and it's Landry throwing absolute. Starts on 17 and 18, some of the most visually intimidating holes you could possibly find on the planet. That was so clutch. And for a guy who just wants to get into contention, expects to get in contention just one to three times, to be able to win one of those is exceptional. It's now his his second win, and you know he's he's back in Augusta and a whole lot of other things. I was going to say, he's one for one this year. That's all he needs. He's, <laughs> he's good for another couple of years in the exemption. And there's, there's a large portion of the PGA Tour membership that I'm sure – takes that mentality or maybe they maybe they should even tiger talked last year kind of on a different certainly different plane but he said listen if i play 12 or 13 times i might play good three or four and of those three or four if i get one across the finish line it's gonna be a good year that's, that's a pretty good way I feel to like that's kind what, of how, go about and not, not just to be a georgia homer i feel like that's how like brian Harmon thinks can we, can we just check thinks, what's, the, what's the tail of the tape we had i think five minutes and 12 seconds before you got a but a, a but, but brian thing. brian Harmon had said that for years like He's, yes. he, there's certain there's certain ballparks he's just not going to play well at. Right. Yet he's still going to show up because he's got a minimum number of PGA Tour <laughs> charts he needs to make. Hey, because he, you can, never know. He, he can finish in the top 25 yeah. and then just move on to the next week. But he knows there's going to be certain times and certain courses where everything comes together and he has a chance to contend. And for Andrew Landry to, to pull it out, especially the way that he did, I think he can take a lot more than more out of it than if he just won you know, by, by four shots. And I do think it's interesting whenever you see guys who, you know, put, have that journeyman tag and then they break through for a victory. And sometimes that's validation and it leads to bigger and better things. You see what's happened with Brendan Todd this past fall where everything kind of goes downhill. Another Georgia guy. There you go. That was a freebie. Or you see other guys where now that, that just raises the bar and that it increases the pressure on themselves. And they spend the next two years of that exemption forcing for win number two. And sometimes that can go both ways. Landry now has a second one, and we'll see where things go. What did, what did you make of Phil? This is a, this is the tournament host didn't even make it to Sunday. Uh, he said he was going to hit bombs, yes, which I, I do not want to hear ever again. Uh, and, and, he, and he was. I mean, he was, he was top ten in driving distance for, for much of the week. 
and it doesn't matter. Yes. He shot three under par in an absolute shootout yes. and missed the cut by a mile. So uh, I was my question that I was going to ask you, I'll answer, and then you can take it. But I'm wondering, who is closer to the panic button, Phil or Bryson? Because both got off to an inauspicious start this past week. I think it's probably got to be Phil. Phil, because yes. Bryson at least is going to be able to figure the it out. The thing about Bryson, so there's a couple things, obviously. Yeah. The first is that I tend to give Bryson the benefit of the doubt. Yes. Because he's always, he's always been unconventional. He's always done things his own way. And yet, you know he's he's not he's going to outwork himself, and he's he's going to figure it out eventually because he has a track record of doing so. Um, the curious thing about Bryson, of course, is that he was just starting to play good golf in the fall. He he'd had kind of just a, a, a middling season until that point, and then you get to the fall, and he finishes T four in Vegas, and he says, "Yep, I'm going to blow it up, and I'm going to go pack on 25 pounds in the next two months." And obviously, your swing changes. Yeah, like it it just. It just has to. And so I think he'll eventually figure it out. I don't think he'll do it this week in Dubai, where last year he shot 2,400 par and won by <laughs> seven. Uh, I do have faith that Bryson will eventually figure it out because he always does. Phil, it's it's like he's a he's a kid. Like he's, he's just chasing distance. He's chasing the next shiny toy. Why approaching 50 are you chasing speed and distance when you know with 25-plus years of experience that it's more than that on the PGA Tour? So here's my take on Phil. I don't have an answer to your your question there you pose. It's a very valid point. But I look at it, listen, as you know, I enjoy a friendly wager from time to time. Oh, Phil. Degenerate. Cut from a, a similar cloth, just a friendly <laughs> wager. Uh, so he, he feels like someone right now who's on tilt. If you're sitting there at a table and and you, you're, you're hanging out, you're treading water with your money, and then all of a sudden you start losing a few hands in a row and you start putting more in and you bet more. And, you do, you go, and all of a sudden, in the blink of an eye, all your chips disappear and you're left you know, trying to figure out how you're going to get the mortgage check in the mail in the first. He has started to slide last year, and now all of a sudden you saw it at Portrush or over the summer. He's like, I'm going to reach for the, the most, maybe not eccentric, but the wildest solution. I'm going to drop not 10 pounds. I'm going to drop 40 pounds. Yeah. I'm not going to swing. He looks great. I'm not going to swing a little bit harder. I'm going to swing way hard. I'm going to swing out of my shoes on every drive and then figure it out where it goes from there. And I, I agree with you in terms of the Phil and Bryson stuff. The Bryson has been outside the box, but he has his reasons for doing so. Phil, I feel like, is trying to throw a few things against the wall, hope that one of them sticks, and is the thing that's going to turn around his golf game because this past summer has been one of deep introspection for him where he said, listen, I came out and I didn't have the answers for four, five, six months in a row, which is the first time he, still he has ever said that <laughs> yeah. about his golf game. And you're right, he still doesn't. He's down to 79th in the world. He's not in the U.S. Open right now, which I'm sure he would get. He's not in the WGC. He's not, that's the thing. He's not in the WGCs. Everyone is asking him about his schedule. Two years ago, he won Mexico. He's probably not going to play this year because mm -hmm. he's not going to qualify. So, so he's got this four event stretch right now where if he he's 0 for one, let's say if he goes has one and, and he doesn't he right. hasn't played well at Torrey Pines in a decade. And, and if he goes, then he's skipping Phoenix where right. he seemingly always plays well. And if he only has one good event out of these next four, where is he going to be at? mentally where is he going to be able to draw confidence from because we so often see him as a guy who goes on momentum rides in both directions right now it's moving down he needs something to flip the switch it, it's like it is trickling down into into the rest of his game too like he was more erratic last year than he's ever been in his entire career which is really saying something because he, he's always hit it off the planet yes and so that's trickling down to his iron game yes. which is trickling down to his wedge game he was 180th in scrambling last year with Ooh. one of the worst putting seasons that he's ever had. Yeah. So it's like it's it's infiltrating the, the, the rest of his game. And it just it's just a bizarre it's just a bizarre thing for him to be chasing at this age. Like 
if you're about to turn 50, you would think you would do what Tiger has done, which is kind of find an off-speed pitch, down, make sure you get in the fairway, and then kind of accentuate the gifts that you still do have. Phil's gifts normally are iron play and play around the green, on and around the greens. That has, has just been totally disregarded for just this insane swing from the heels distance chase. I, I don't get it, and I don't see it turning around anytime soon. Well, he's going to get another shot this week at Torrey Pines. Decorated field. You mentioned Tiger. He is also going to be there. Justin Rose, defending champ. John Rahm, former champion. Roars. Coming back. Roy McIlroy after a good... Spieth. Uh, Spieth. We almost threw him into that discussion with Bryson and Phil. Uh, but yes, we will see Jordan Spieth. Uh, but we have to start with, with T-Dub. This is the first official race for 83. Get your logos ready. Mm. Uh, the first time for him to potentially break that tie he has with Sam Snead, having won his most recent official PGA Tour start way back in, what was that, October? Uh, it was October. It's been a while. Uh, so this is a course where he has won before in memorable fashion. This is not a course where Tiger Woods has had much success since that victory all the way back in 2013. That was many surgeries ago, procedures ago. That was a Masters title ago. ago. What are your what are your thoughts? What are your expectations for this week, and and specifically what he can do on the South Course, which almost feels like it's getting a bit too burly for even Tiger Woods. Yeah, but my my expectations are are very much tempered. You, you mentioned 2013 as his last win at, at Torrey Pines. He hasn't won there besides that since since 08. Right. I mean that's a lifetime ago. Twelve years. I mean, Roy McIlroy was just beginning his. <laughs> His his pro career at that stage, it's it's hard to even say. Oh, this is one of his you know favorite hunting grounds. It used to be. Right. I don't I don't think it is anymore. Um, I do think it's it's a it's a good place for him to start his season just because it is a championship test. Um, he's going to see how his body feels and what's probably going to be mid fifties weather. Um, it's just a it's just a good place to get started rather than. Riviera, where he's got tournament duties, and it's a course he's never won on. At least he has um, some good vibes around Torrey Pines. Um, you know, it, since since 2013, his best finish is T20. Yeah, I think right around there would be a, a realistic expectation. Ease into the new year, you know. I think you know, back in Tiger's prime, he came out ready to go in his first start, and for whatever reason, maybe it's his body, maybe it's the fact that he's you know, single father now with two kids. The holidays were just around the corner. His priorities are are elsewhere um, at the turn of the year. I think that's perfectly fine because uh, he's looking at the second week in, in April and not necessarily the, the third week in January. Yeah, T23 and T20 the last two years, and both those times were where he was kind of floating around 45th and made a little bit of a run on, on Sunday. So I think, yeah, around that top 25 barometer would be good. But I kind of – I think this is interesting, as you said. You had the win in 13 – Till then, you go back to that that playoff against Rocco in 08. This is kind of like when you go back to your favorite college bar after a few years, and you have all those memories that are there, and it was a wonderful but time. they're starting to get hazy. But you look around, <laughs> and you're like, things look a little different. This doesn't quite have the same feel that it once was. I'm not North the same Course person that I once was. Yes. And we do have to talk a little bit about some of these changes, because now, amazingly, we're talking about next year, this course is going to host the U.S. Open. Mm. And it's going to certainly look very different in June in the USGA's hands than it does in January in the PGA Tour's hands. But there have been some changes to a few of the holes, the fourth hole along the coast there. Got a little bit more meat on it. And, and so... You know, it's too early to be saying, oh, I'm playing to prepare for a major 18 months down the road. But but yeah, this course is certainly always in that discussion of among the hardest and most demanding tests. Only thing working in Tiger's favor this week, I believe, is the fact that his driver finally seems like it's under control. 
I think <clears throat> two, two years ago, I covered that tournament, and he was spraying it everywhere. Yeah. I mean, hitting less than half of his fairway, which you think would be just a, a death sentence on the south course. And yet he still, he still gutted out a, a, a top 25 finish. He's, he's so much more under control, able to shape it both ways off the tee. Now, I think, yes, it is the longest course uh, that you're going to find on the, on the PGA Tour schedule. But I think he's better equipped now to handle it. Now, do I think that means he's going to have a top five finish this week? No, I, I don't because I think there's other uh, demands. I'm not expecting he's going to be particularly sharp. Um, however, I'm, I'm curious to see his, his driver most importantly, because I think he was he yeah. was really good at the Zozo and at Royal Melbourne. I mean, he was just a tactician off the off the tee, and I would I would love to see that continue because that was that was a lot of fun to watch. That place drew the best out of him. Yeah, that was just that was fun. Uh, all right, so you mentioned top five. I get three guys here who are all top five last year. Justin Rose won. John Rahm was T five, and as I said, he won a couple years ago. And Rory was T five. Who of those three are you most excited to see this week? Uh, most excited to see Rory. Um, for sure, did not turn up at, at Kapalua this year, unlike uh, in 2019 to kind of get his Player of the Year campaign started. Could get to number one this this week. Could do it with a with a win this week. Brooks Kepka could probably take it back, depending on how he plays okay. the following week hey. in Saudi Arabia. But Roy hasn't been world number one since September 2015. Yeah. I mean, that's we talked about Tiger a lifetime ago. <laughs> that's that was that was a really long time ago for Roy. He wasn't even married at that time. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm excited to see him. I think all three of those guys are are going to play well again. I mean, Justin Rose coming off a runner-up finish in Singapore, he got a full day's worth of of rest, be, you know, traveling <laughs> yep. traveling to La Jolla. Uh, and John Rahm has been just on an absolute tear the last six to nine months. One of those guys is going to win. Uh, I'm not particularly sure who, but you think one of those three guys wins this week? Yeah, absolutely. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Who do you think? Uh, I think I would if you give me the field against those three. I'm well, definitely going to take the field. Uh, I think that it's it's an unpredictable. Those course, are, those I, are the, those are the three favorites. Yes, but I think that this is a course where sometimes you need to go a little bit deeper down the list. Although this has been a place where it's been very top heavy, and you look at the winners from recent years. You have Rom, you have Rose, Jason Day Day's won twice. Back when yeah. Jason Day was a factor, a thing, yeah. back when he was the thing, uh, making his he's making his first start since uh, pulling out of the Presidents Cup, by the way. But uh, so, yeah, it, it has trended a little bit top-heavy, but I still think that this course is, is unpredictable enough that, yeah, I, w- I would take Give us a name with the other ones. Uh, how about Woodland? Hmm, this is a place where it. he has played well before. He's contended through 36, 54 holes, three straight top 20s, actually four, as I'm looking at my notes here. Uh, and I could I could see him really thriving on certainly, you know, it's, very, it's a little cliche, but oh, U.S. Open winner on a U.S. Open golf course. Go for it. Uh, so I, I think that I've he's... Seen, I've seen worse picks, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I, I this think This doesn't feel like a Scott Stallings year? You never, you never know when the Scott Stallings years are coming. <laughs> but uh, no, I would say no, just because the strength of this field. This is one that has had a little bit of ebbs and flows, but this week we've really got a lot of star power. Yeah, I mean, this 10, it feels like the unofficial guys. start yeah. to the to season, absolutely. Yeah, so I, could, I would think that, that maybe not three favorites down the list, but if you go five or eight, that that's where you, you might get a winner. Jordan Spieth, top 25 finish, yes or no? No. Mis- I, I, miscut, yes or no? Otherwise, he's no, going to be languishing T26 to T63. He can put up like a 68 on the north course and do enough to get by to get past He might need more than a 68 on the north course to get by. We'll see. So I'm not optimistic of Spieth finding it immediately out of the gate. I think that Potentially, at sometime in the spring, things could click. But right now, he's another guy who is on the on the cusp of potentially playing himself out of some WGCs, which is 
mind-boggling to think about. Yeah, what's he? F- he's forty-three. Top, yeah, I was gonna say yeah. he's top. He's top forty-five right now. But Austin's not a lock. Couple more missed cuts, and yeah. it's starting to get. As we saw with Phil, I mean, he was right at that top fifty cutoff at the end of the year. There, we were talking about his twenty-six year streak, and all of a sudden he's heading down to eighty with a with a bullet. So those points start to bleed pretty quickly unless you put up a, a top ten finish and get him going back in the right direction. I mean, he's had so much time to work on his game now. Yes, he played the hero. That was roughly six weeks ago yeah. before that he hadn't played uh since playing in korea mm-hmm. i mean if, if you haven't figured it out by now if you struggle out of the gates at a course it's obviously gonna demand some precision off the tee which has been his his bugaboo for the mm-hmm. past 18 to 24 months if he doesn't show up with his at least his b game this week it's starting to it's it's probably already past time but it's definitely time to question if he's actually going down the the right path if if he if he shows up this week and totally lays an egg i mean right. you got to ask how what often are, what are we what are we right. doing here how often are you working on the same thing saying the same things and going out and having the same repeated results yeah. in, in a negative way and i'm not really sure what the best answer would be for for a revamp path for him but at, at some point you do sometimes get to a stage where it's like i just need to try something different take the change out of your right pocket yeah. put in your left i don't know what that answer is going to be for him but uh, yeah, he's definitely one of those guys that's coming out. You you want to have that freedom and the liberty, like you said, the Tiger has to kick the rust off and play your way into the season. And there's a little bit more of sense of urgency with a guy like Spieth, who who is so driven off of having success, and that motivates him, and, and it flows so well from one high finish to the next. Even last year, the the very little uh, stretch of really good golf he played, he put three straight top tens together. That that's he's able to go from one to the next to the next and string things together once it gets going. But it's a matter of what's going to be that flash in the pan to get it to turn around for him. Yeah, and it was probably a good thing. He, he pulled out of the Sony because he had a cold. His manager said he didn't want to risk it on the long flight getting a little bit worse. It's probably a good thing he didn't turn up at Wileye with, with 35, 45-mile-an-hour oh, yeah. wins. Yeah. Gave him a little bit more time to work on his game. I hope he shows up this week at Torrey and just has some signs of, of optimism yes. because PG Tour is so much more fun if Jordan Smith is in the mix. Yeah. Uh, so I realized I neglected to give you Scotty Scheffler time earlier. Oh. So in lieu of that, uh, I will give you some Colin Morikawa time because mm. he's playing this week with Tiger Woods and uh, John Rahm in, in one of the featured groups. What are your thoughts on on Morikawa, who a year ago is in college, and now all of a sudden he's a PGA Tour winner playing next to Tiger uh, in a pretty prestigious event? I'm hoping he can make a nice little impression on on Tiger, who can then relay his his findings to to 2020 oh, Ryder not, Cup captain Steve Stricker. Road. Oh, come it's on. not it's, it's not too early to be. It's doing not an this. impossibility that he could he could be on that team as probably no. as probably a captain spec. Yes, you don't think that that this could potentially be a, a a nice a nice showcase event for him? I think it could, but I think that you're never going to make Ryder Cup captains picks decisions based on how someone played in January. No, but I'm so. sure I'm, I don't think Steve Stricker's been pouring over. Footage from college, or or even Kyle Morikawa's last. Right, but I don't. I mean, outside six, of months. outside of winning this tournament, I don't think that this week will have any bearing whatsoever on whether or not Kyle Morikawa makes. I could see if if Morikawa throws a back to back sixty sevens, I could see Tiger shooting Stricks at Texas and saying, "Well, this Morikawa did." What he do you really think? Play. All right, first we need to figure out what's Tiger's Colin Morikawa nickname. Calls. Ooh, yes, it's Calls. It's not not more. No. It's not Mori. We need an S in there. It's gonna yeah. be Calls. Okay, so he calls. says, he says Strix, "I like that." Stricks, I like Calls. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that that's a little ambitious. This is, I mean, the Westwood stuff threw me for a loop to begin with, but I understand that's a little bit grounded. But it, I, maybe it's just because we're excited to be in a Ryder Cup year again. Good we be. get to go back down the road. 
I still need to get the, let's get through Augusta and then we can start crunching some numbers and seeing where, where things stand. Then we got to look at the Olympics once you get well, past Augusta. Yes. If, if we can't talk about Ryder Cup, we can when talk can Olympics. We? we can talk Olympics. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, but yes, it should be an interesting week though. We've got, as you said, Bryson defending in Dubai, but I think a lot of eyes are going to be on not only Tiger, but this, this stacked field at Torrey Pines, a showcase week. And of course it's going to host a major next week, next year. Uh, and as you said, very much feels like the unofficial start of the 2020 season. Absolutely. I mean, we've we've been we've been gifted uh, a lot of good action already with with Justin Thomas winning in Kapalu, and, they, and we've had kind of dicey finishes the last dicey. couple of weeks on the on the PJ Tour. Westwood breaking through. Um, it's been a, it's been a good start. I I think I think we'll get another big name winner this week. I really do. I think this is probably a, a John. John Rahm Listen, if it's, again. if it's one of your three guys, I will come in next week. I will tip my hat to you, and, and we shall see. But, uh, yeah, I, I think that the stars are going to shine this week for sure, whether you go 5, 10, 8 deep, whatever. But uh, you've got your three Euros. I like your chances. We'll see. We got, we got Rex Hoggard we do. out there for us. He'll be joining us on the show next week yes. for his, his uh, musings from, from the week at Torrey Pines, probably some, some fish tacos at Brigantines, Brigantines as well. Yes. Brigantines fish taco is a must Unbeatable. On the, the Tory Pines beat. If nothing else, for the, just for the people watching. We really need to incorporate into this podcast a, a Ryan Labner food segment because you're the go-to I'm guy. I'm fine. So, I'm fine doing, so we I'm can fine keep doing this, that. We can keep this going. But Brigantines, if you're, in, if you're in San Diego, Del Mar, that's definitely the, the spot. Absolutely. All right. Well, that seems like a good place to uh, end this edition. As you said, we'll be back next week to uh, recap the week that was at the Farmers in Dubai as well as we'll bring in Rex for some thoughts and we'll preview uh, the Waste Management Phoenix Open which will be coming up next week. But for now, Ryan Lavner, I'm your host, Will Gray. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to this edition of the Golf Central Podcast presented by TaylorMade. We'll see you next time. Hey, Fidelity. What's it cost to invest with the Fidelity app? Start with as little as $1 with no account fees or trade commissions on U.S. stocks and ETFs. Hmm. That's music to my ears. I can only talk. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Zero account fees apply to retail brokerage accounts only. Zero dollar commission applies to online U.S. equity trades and ETFs and retail Fidelity accounts. Sell order assessment fee not included. Some account types and securities excluded. Details at fidelity.com slash commissions. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore his seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA.